What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Churchosity Podcast. If you're looking for that place where you can have a conversation about the Gen X take on church culture, well, then you have landed in the right place. My name is Heath Brady. And I'm Andrea Brady. And we, back in the saddle again, remain your faithful Churchosity Podcast personnel. (laughs) Coming at ya! It's been a while. It has been a while. I had to get the Swiffer and dust my microphone. (laughs) Don't admit that to the (laughs) listeners. I walked in here, I'm like, oh no, there's a nice little coat of dust. Oh my goodness, that's really, really funny. Yeah, we, uh, we we probably should should open this episode up with uh, apologizing profusely for the lengthy hiatus of your Churchosity podcast personnel. Yeah, I don't want that to happen again. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, sometimes it's necessary to take a break, but we couldn't catch a break. How about that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That is, that is that is in summation probably the greatest way to explain uh, why we've been gone so long. Yeah. It's just been a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, not all bad, some good. Like we just managed to squeeze in a little vacation. That was nice. Kind of yeah. get refreshed and uh, spend some time just, you know, playing and having some fun, kind of get rejuvenated and mm-hmm. get ready to get back in the swing of things. And we've been doing ministry. Yeah. Been very, very busy. Yeah. Very, very busy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're very, very happy to be back behind the microphones again. That's right. We missed you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I hope that you missed us all as well. Um, actually, I know that you have. I know, I know, I know. People have been saying things. Oh, yeah. It been... makes me happy that they miss us. I know. It's, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Like, I, get a just... little, I get a little happy about it. Yeah. You just never really know if anybody really cares about anything that you have to say <laughs> until you take it away for a little while. Oh, don't know what you got until it's gone. Wow. <laughs> little Chicago 17 there for That's you. That's right. Yes, we are Gen Xers, aren't we? That's their only record, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) That is a joke that they tell in their concerts, too. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some folks posting, folks that we're friends with that listen to the show that have been posting some uh, feedback and commentary on. Uh, some of our previous episodes and wondering when are you coming back we need more (laughs) Uh, one one faithful listener wrote to us and said okay i'm all caught up on everything now i need more so (laughs) well who are we to deny the people what they want i know we the people are demanding and so you know we've got to come through (laughs) in all seriousness though uh, we we have we've been preparing for the return and making sure here's the thing as content creators uh we don't ever want to create content just for the sake of creating content that's true we We gotta feel it we gotta feel it we gotta be inspired Mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that we bring that quality content that you tune in to listen to Mm -hmm. and if we if one or the other or both of us just knows, you know, I'm not in the right headspace right now or I'm just not feeling it right now, 
that you're only going to get half of the greatness that is churchosity. That's my half. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. See, we haven't lost a beat, have we, folks? Nah. Well, we are we are going to continue our conversation that we started way back in the olden days, which it seems like it's been that long, um, talking about <laughs> the fruits or fruit of the spirit. Right. Um, and so today, this episode is going to be, it's going to be a little heavy, mm-hmm. but also a little lighthearted, and we hope that you have fun with us. But before we get into all of that, we want to remind all of you that if you want to support us here at Churchosity, it's really, really simple. First of all, you can give us ratings, and if you feel like it, send us a review as well. Whatever app it is that you're listening on, if it gives you the opportunity to rate our podcast and or leave reviews for our podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. It not only uh, helps boost and make us more popular, but also makes us so much easier for other people to find us. The other thing that you can do to support us is you can follow us on the socials that at least we're on. That would be (laughs) Facebook and Instagram. Right. Look for us at the tag at Churchosity Pod. And then lastly, if you really, really love this episode, which we're sure that you're going to, (laughs) you can just simply share it with all your friends. Uh, Just click on the link for this episode, send it to all of your friends, tell them to tell a friend to listen and let them know just how much they are going to love Churchosity too. Because we know they will. Absolutely. All right. We ready for some action? Well, what were we talking about? Where were we? Where were we? Gosh, has it really been that long? Yeah. Well, we were talking about the fruits of the spirit. Oh, yes. Fruit of the spirit. Yes. And so, to, to kind of set up where we're at, uh-huh. I thought that I would ask you, I thought that we would talk about something that you and I kind of have in common, because you and I, Andy, we're both, we're both very much the same in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, a handful of ways, we're very, very different. Okay. One of the ways that you and I are pretty different uh, is that... You don't really care for science fiction movies too much. Ooh. They're not really your cup of tea, per se. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. However, you and I both share, to a certain degree, an affinity for Star Trek. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. The original Star Trek, when it first came out, or, you know, those original episodes and stuff. Which was before we were both born, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so by, when we were kids, they would play the reruns. I was not into that at all. <laughs> no. It wasn't until Next Generation that I got into it. Because it was kind of an intergalactic uh, soap opera. <laughs> sure. So you're kind of like the millennials who grew up with... Um, who grew up with the Star Wars prequels, and that's their Star Wars canon. Yeah. But with Star Trek, you're a next generation person. Yeah. Whereas with me, as a kid, my stepdad and I, every Saturday night, would watch the syndicated episodes of the original series. We would put on our Star Trek pajamas, we would pop popcorn (laughs) and make cocoa, and it it was a weekly thing. So suffice it to say that in our own camps... 
Okay. You and I have an affinity for Star Trek. Okay. So when it comes to the movies, yeah. and there's a lot of Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know how familiar you are with this particular one, and and as as you would rate all of the Star Trek movies. I don't know where this particular one would fall in your rating scale, but um, probably in the canon of all of the Star Trek movies, at least in my top three favorites of all of the movies, is Star Trek Generations. Okay. It's just I haven't watched it in so long. I don't remember sure. much about it. And and probably a lot of our audience doesn't remember it either, which is what you have me for, because <laughs> I remember everything that's useless. So it, it was kind of the, it, it was basically Kirk's farewell to the Star Trek world because his character, spoiler alert, finally passes away. But it was kind of the, it, it was the movie or the episode, if you will, of the proverbial passing of the torch. Okay. Uh, where the old guard, the old Star Trek heads, you know, the Kirks and the McCoys and the Spocks and all of them. They pass the torch to the next generation mm. cast in, mm-hmm. in movie form, right? Okay. And anyhow, in this particular film, in Star Trek Generations, um, in the past, which is the OG Star Trek heads, um, they encounter this ribbon in space and um, Kirk disappears, for lack of a better term. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, when, when, the, when the ship collides with this ribbon fast forward to the future now you're into the next generation cast and um, they encounter this ribbon in space in the future and Picard wants to understand what this thing is and so he has a conversation with the character Guinan you know Whoopi Goldberg's character right and she explains to him that this ribbon in space is called a nexus. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that in the nexus, you can get whatever you want. All of your dreams will come true. And mm. Picard doesn't really fully grasp the reality of that being a thing. And she says this very interesting statement to describe what the nexus is like. She says, it's like being inside of joy. And of all of the lines that are my favorite lines in movies, that particular line is something that piques my interest highly. Mm-hmm. Because have you ever considered, Andy, what it would be like to live inside of joy? Like literally to experience joy all of the time. <laughs> Everywhere you went. Well, I thought about it. Like, I would imagine that's what life is like after we, when we're in the presence of the Lord, after we die. Well, sure. Right? Sure. However, Mm -hmm. in scripture, all over the place, we are confronted with this idea of joy Mm -hmm. on this side of eternity. Mm Mm-hmm. So in my, in my personal opinion, and you can disagree with me if you want to, because it's half your show <laughs> and yours is the better half, as you mentioned at the, at the jump, uh-huh. it, it begs the question then, how am I to experience joy 
unending joy on this side of eternity. Hmm. How is that even remotely possible? <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So why are you know why are we like out in left field talking about Star Trek and living inside of joy? Well, it just so happens that in our conversation about the fruits or fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five, uh, joy is the second fruit. Yeah. It starts with love. And we like did a very thorough job, I believe, on unpacking the whole idea of that love, that agape, that mm-hmm. unconditional love, that love with no strings attached. And we mentioned that that love in this list of the fruits of the Spirit, that love is the root or the launching point, if you will, for the rest of the list of the fruits of the spirit because Mm -hmm. you can't have one without the previous right like it's kind of almost like it's sequential yes like sequential or building blocks or you know um but but it all comes back to love that Mm -hmm. if we don't have that uh no strings attached kind of love in our hearts for one another then we aren't going to be able to experience or live in the subsequent fruits that that come that come down the list. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we come to joy. And joy is very it's a very interesting conversation. Andy? Yeah. When you hear the term joy, <laughs> yeah. What sort of thoughts or ideas come to mind about the idea of joy, of what joy might be? Well, I mean, I have a theological answer, but of course from you do. a practical perspective, like I think most people, when they think of joy, they think of somebody laughing like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> laughing with a, like a bowl full of jelly? Yeah. <laughs> like you are right now? Yeah, kind of. Like somebody, you know, like they're, um, if you're full of joy, it's kind of like, I don't know, like your cup is running over with uh, enthusiasm and happiness. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So you would say, let me let me let me mirror you here. Yeah. What I, what I think I hear you saying mm-hmm. is that joy is the state of always being happy. Well, I think a lot of people think that. But you don't think that. No, I don't think that. Okay, so. You're saying that most people think that joy is a state of happiness. Yeah. I mean, I used to think that. Okay. Yeah. Used to. Used to. Used to. I did. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think joy is now since there's a used to? <sighs> and a hush that, falls over the really crowd. That's a really big question. I know, that right? That a really big answer. Yes. Well, I think now that joy is... Well, first of all, as a Christian and being saved and having an eternal perspective, I don't think I can have joy without having an eternal perspective Mm. because my joy comes from knowing what Christ has done for me. And that is the, the lens piece, which I look at life through, but you I can't do that all the time. I think on this side of eternity, it's impossible 
to like every moment of every day to live in that joy with that exact perspective because we're still in a fallen world and we're still sinful. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, unpacking what that looks like, um, I mean, there's so much scripture that talks about, you know, even thinking about like in Hebrews when it talks about um, how Jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross. How could Jesus have gone to the cross with joy? Right. I mean, it's not like he was laughing like a bowl full of jelly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's something more there. It's deep. Yep. That's the conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's where the idea that joy is a state of happiness kind of butts up against what joy actually might be. Right. Because as as you said, um, I don't I don't think that there was an experience of happiness. No. When Jesus was carrying his cross up to Golgotha. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is that is a very valid point. Right. And I think that um, you know, and it also says like in James to consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. And right. <laughs> things like that. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like mm. I'm so happy that I'm going through this trial right now. Please pass me some sparkling water. Yeah. 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 You're you're absolutely right. Uh. So joy does not equal happiness. No. Happiness is an emotion. It's a feeling. Yeah. You know, I feel happy. Something something occurs that that initiates the feeling and expression of being happy. Yeah. Right. Uh, you you can see that on someone's face when they smile, or when their eyes are glowing, or when they're laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not to be equated with joy, mm-hmm. because joy very similarly to what Guinan would say, is a state that you live in. Mm. So how how could you live in a state of joy but not be happy at the same time? It's quite the conundrum. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, you mentioned that verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, mm-hmm. that Jesus, uh, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. There's something going on there. There's and, there, you know, and obviously because it is Jesus, he's the only perfect example of what this looks like. Because as you mentioned, Andy, right. uh, on, on this side of eternity, we aren't capable of doing this all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's important that we differentiate between happiness and joy, because life isn't always happy. No, it isn't. Life isn't always what it's cracked up to be. And you know, and I don't I don't want to, you know, tumble too far down the rabbit hole and, and and go into the negative and spend the majority of our time having Aww. having that <laughs> side of the conversation because okay. because joy has positive connotations to it, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. obviously there's a reason why joy is a fruit of the spirit. And we'll get to that in a minute of what some of the perks, if you will, of being in a state of joy produce. Okay. 
uh, the ripple effects of joy. But think of it this way. Let's work backwards. So joy is the second fruit of the spirit and it spawns out of love. Right. So in order to experience joy, in order to live in a state of joyfulness, mm -hmm. we must first be living in a state of or experiencing agape love. Mm -hmm. How can you even fathom the possibility of living inside of joy without having unconditional love? Right. Because at best, it's just fickle or superficial happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? Right. So we must first always start there. And every time we every time we move to a next one of these fruits of the spirit, it's going to come back to that. That if we don't have the agape love, if we aren't actively in the present, unconditionally loving others from our heart, then these other fruits are just not going to be present. So that's where it starts. It's always going to come back to that. We have to, we have to strive for, we have to aim for that agape, unconditional, no strings attached love for one another. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Remember what Jesus said, this is my commandment that you have love for one another so that your joy oh, may be full. Well, there you go. See, I'm not just making this up. Right. Like, it's actually in the Bible. <laughs> well, you're talking so much about it. I am just looked up a verse. <laughs> well, I've looked up a passage um, in 1 John chapter 4. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, it, you know, specifically verse 419. And we love because he first loved us. Right. You know, the next verse. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Yep. And then verse 21 this is and this commandment we have from him that the one who loves god should love his brother also right so you see in that first one that first verse that you read yeah. in first john 4 um that it is because christ first loved us mm -hmm. that we are able to love others mm -hmm. that's the eternal perspective about the idea of agape love and so our ability to experience or live inside of or demonstrate practically the fruit of the spirit, joy, that is a natural ripple effect mm -hmm. caused by remembering that Christ first loved us. Mm -hmm. And since Christ is the epitome, only perfect example of joy, even unto death death on a cross mm -hmm. because he had joy because he lived inside of joy even unto death for us we therefore can have joy in our lives as well yeah especially in moments of suffering mm. not powerful yeah it is it always comes back to christ mm -hmm. it always comes back to christ mm-hmm and what he has demonstrated for us. You mentioned that verse in James about rejoicing when we encounter various trials. Yeah. That verse has a sister verse. Oh. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. This is one of those verses, one of those passages of scripture that in the summer of 1988, when my youth group went on a mission trip to Mexico, I had to memorize 
a slew of verses to get into Disneyland at the end of the mission trip. Oh, gee. We had to stand in the parking lot of Disneyland and recite from memory like 25 different verses that we had memorized while we were on this mission trip. Oh, my goodness. But this is the one, this is one of three that stuck with me. Okay. The Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 is actually one of them too, ironically. Mm -hmm. But this one is in Romans chapter 5. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Verses 3 through 5. And, and with this particular passage, I actually love the rendering of these verses in the New Living Translation because I think it really speaks uh, to the core of the issue, mm-hmm. especially in context of our conversation on this episode. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, the Apostle Paul says that we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, mm-hmm. for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Hmm. Now that is just such a powerful chunk of scripture. But what I wanted to focus on is not not yet the running into problems and trials, but that first phrase, we can rejoice. Did you know that that word rejoice means to re-experience joy? Oh. Yeah, it's an imperative. Interesting, re-experience joy. Yeah, revisit your joy. I know what that means. Re-experience your joy. That makes me think of something from the Old Testament. Oh yeah? It makes me think of Psalm 51. Oh. Yeah. Oh, let's go there. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Yes. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Now that's David. Mm-hmm. Writing way back in Old Testament times, yeah. and how that mirrors Paul and his writings here in the Book of Romans, and then the passage in James that you read yeah. about being able to rejoice, to remember your joy, to mm-hmm. revisit your joy, to re-experience your joy, too, when you run into problems and trials. Right. I I, I would add. Especially when we run into problems and trials Mm. to revisit our joy. That when we are going through it, whatever that might look like, remember the joy of Christ's salvation. That's joy. Yeah. The, the, The gospel is joy. The gospel is what produces joy. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. <laughs> it's an experience. Right. It's a state. It's a state, a of, state being. of being. Yeah. Yes. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> 150%. Absolutely. So, you know, that that brings us back to then. So let's, let's go there. Mm. The problems and trials. Yeah. Um, you and I have, have talked extensively about things like church hurt and spiritual abuse and, and what have you. Yeah. 
and, and I don't want to reopen that can of worms. Uh, Not as, on this episode. Uh, on this episode. <laughs> but but if if you're listening right now, there's a there's a there's a fairly decent chance I'll say that you are in the midst of a problem or a mm. trial, mm-hmm. and some days are worse than others and and on those days especially when it's worse than others you feel like you're grasping at straws you're hanging on by a thread you're you're white knuckling it you're you're doing everything that you possibly can to keep your head screwed on right to to not lose your faith um to to not to not go so far as to doubt the reliability of god Right. You know, I was I was talking with a buddy last week about quarrels and fighting in the church and, and just how it just seems to be this unavoidable thing, you know, that, that for some reason uh, the the brothers and sisters of, of the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ in in, in the church just do not they, they just don't seem to value joy, yeah. you know? Well, for some reason, it's the same reason that we always get distracted. And what's that? Satan wants to render us ineffective. Oh, I know. Totally. So that we can focus on quarrels and things that don't matter without a, you know, uh, eternal perspective. Right. We want to focus on ourselves and our needs and our wants and... Right. We get wrapped up in the deeds of the flesh. Yep, totally. Absolutely. And and you know, those deeds of the flesh are evident, right? Yeah. In Galatians 5, I mean, Paul gives a pretty detailed uh honest list. Mm-hmm. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, Disputes, dissensions, <laughs> factions, envying, mm. drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. So, uh, in other words, Paul is like basically saying, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, <laughs> but I'm just going to say, and everything that's like everything I just mentioned, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and they are all products of the flesh winning out. Yeah. They are all products of us serving to buffet our own flesh Mm -hmm. to get what we want. And it's interesting because in James chapter 4, it says, What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Uh, Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You (laughs) lust and do not have, so you commit murder. Mm -hmm. And that word there for murder, it's not not just literally murder, but it's like slander. It's like murdering somebody's character. Mm. Oh, that doesn't happen in the church. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. Mm. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives Mm -hmm. so that you may spend it on on your pleasures. Catch this. You adulteresses. You unfaithful people. You people who say that you are followers of Jesus Christ and yet you're cheating on him with your worldly and fleshly desires. All of that contained Mm. in those two words. You adulteresses, do you not know 
that friendship with the world is hostility toward God. Hostility, literally enmity. Wow. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity towards God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. All of that to say that the sources of quarrels and conflicts among us in the church is because we're not walking in the spirit. It's and because we wonder why we don't have joy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm just trying to be lighthearted here, but geez. No, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. And I think that, and I think that a lot of the confusion is because of that, uh, misunderstanding of what joy is it is not the same thing as happiness Mm -hmm. because the things of this world the things that we covet Mm. the things that we slander one another for those bring us happiness those things bring us happiness giddiness yeah otherwise we wouldn't (laughs) want them remember how we always say if it makes us giddy it's probably a little sinful exactly <laughs> yeah that takes us back to first corinthians 13 that love keeps no record of wrongs yeah love does not rejoice when an evil thing uh happens mm. yeah that's the giddiness we're talking about <laughs> right. so those those problems those trials and again in in context we're we're just specifically in this moment talking about quarrels and conflicts amongst the members of the church mm-hmm. capital c right. the body of believers and that he and that you know it says here in james that the source of the conflicts is the pleasures that we want we want something we lust for something we covet something that we don't have. And so we tried to obtain it through some fleshly manner. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the cause of the quarrels and the conflicts among us. And I just think that that's like so powerful mm. because when you go back to Galatians 5 and you look at the deeds of the flesh, which are evident yeah, immorality, impurity, sensuality, etc., those are all those things that in the flesh make us happy and they are antithetical to joy that is why happiness and joy are not the same thing right that a fruit that if the holy spirit is leading us if the holy spirit is guiding us into all truth which is one of the many jobs of the holy spirit to Mm -hmm. guide us into all truth Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit would not guide us into immorality, no. impurity, idolatry, enmities and strife, jealousy. Mm. That just would kind of be completely paradoxical, wouldn't it? It would. So this is why it is extremely important to understand that joy does not equal happiness. Mm-hmm. Happiness is a feeling. Joy is an experience. They're not the same thing. Mm. And in order to experience joy, real joy, the kind of joy that Jesus was experiencing when he went to the cross in our place, we must first have the root of agape love. Yeah. We have to. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't understand Jesus' words, this is my commandment, that you love one another, 
If we don't understand that, if we don't pursue that, if we don't actively chase after that kind of a life, then the second half of that verse is not going to be true either. Our joy will not be full. That's true. Instead, we will be fulfilling the deeds of the flesh. Hmm. At best. Yeah. At best, we will be happy little adulteresses. (laughs) Well, and it brings me back again to Psalms. You know, Psalm 51, you know, David was brokenhearted over his sin with Bathsheba and how um, it not only affected his earthly (coughs) earthly relationships, it affected his relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Ultimately. Yeah. And that's, you know, he was focusing on that here when he's talking about creating a clean heart. And it makes me think... How often do we actually think about uh, and reflect on our own sin? Right. Um, I think that personally, I'm not experiencing joy if I haven't been thinking about and praying to God and you know asking Him to reveal to me what my sins are. And I mean, I you know I know I come from a Catholic background, and in Catholicism they do confession. And I don't think that, I think that now that I'm not a Catholic, I forget, you know, to do this. I I think it's a good thing. I think it's scripture, you know, we can find it over and over again in scripture. And here it is in Psalm 51, David is doing this and he's praying praying to God, asking for forgiveness. And it says, you know, in verse 12, Psalm 51, verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Um, right. The verse before that, do not cast me away from your presence. Mm. If you feel far from God, if you don't have the joy of God's salvation, if you aren't feeling the agape love, or if you feel like you are not living in the state of joy and you do not feel, you know, right with God, you need to examine yourself. Mm. Practically speaking, as a Christian, we should be doing this pretty regularly. Mm. That's why I love corporate confession so much. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's not an either or. Mm-hmm. It's a yes and. We're right. corporately confessing our sins with, amongst each other, but we're also privately, practically confessing our inadequacies before God as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just, man... Thank you for bringing that up because it, it's so important that that when when the Holy Spirit does one of His other jobs, which is to reveal uh, the thing in our life that is coming between us and God, our response to that is to confess it. Remember yeah. First John one nine: If we confess our sins, mm-hmm. then He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's that conditional thing. If so there's an onus on us when when that is brought into the light, if you will, to own it, confess it, and be forgiven for it. Right. And uh, I love David's prayer there. You know, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. You know, re- Lord, bring me back to that place where I was living inside the joy of your salvation. Mm. Like, just meditate on that for two mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, 
You mean to tell me, Andy, that joy is remembering the Lord's salvation? <laughs> when you start thinking about, when, when you remember what exactly it cost God to save us, it causes immense pause. Mm-hmm. And remembering that brings about joy. I also like in Psalm 139, at the very end, the last two verses, David writes, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Mm. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. That everlasting way, mm-hmm. that's joy. Wow. That's being inside of joy. That is experiencing joy. That is like being in this bubble <laughs> yeah. with your maker. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's somebody asked me once. Somebody asked me once, what does joy actually look like? What does joy actually look like? And I said, think about what it was that Adam and Eve forfeited in the garden. Yeah. To walk with him in the cool of the day. Mm. And on this side of eternity, the best experience of that that we can ever have is to be in a right relationship with God, mm-hmm. remembering what what he's done for us and letting that create the joy for us to live in and experience. Right. The bubble. The bubble. You know, everything around us might not be a-okay, but if our relationship with Jesus is okay, that's joy. Mm-hmm. Then I, I'm in that bubble, you know. I have peace in my heart. I know that Things are good with my Savior. Right. And it all stems from remembering salvation. Mm -hmm. See, the gospel isn't just good news. It isn't just Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead three days later. That's the message of the gospel. Right. But the ripple effect of the gospel is that we have joy because of it. And it's so important that David, who was a man after God's own heart, would pray to the God whom he offended and say, restore, bring me back to the place Mm -hmm. where I can experience joy by reminding me of your salvation. And that is what I pray for, for myself, for all of you who are listening Stop chasing after the things that make us feel good and make us happy. You know, life is not a Nike commercial. Just do it. (laughs) Life is hard. Mm -hmm. There are problems. There are trials. And as we've mentioned, Scripture tells us in at least two places, I can give you countless others, but in at least two places, James and Romans, that we can rejoice. We can return to joy. We can revisit joy. We can re-experience joy especially when we're going through the tough stuff Mm -hmm. because we know that it's good for us. We need to remember that, to return to joy. And I would argue even go so far as to pray that same prayer that David prayed in Psalm 51. 
Lord, restore unto me mm-hmm. the joy of your salvation. And that's all we have to say about that. Thank you for tuning in once again to another episode of the Churchosity Podcast, the show where we try to give you the Gen X take on church culture. And thank you once again, as always, to my amazing co-host and phenomenal wife. Oh, you're very welcome. Be sure to follow us on all the socials. That's Facebook and Instagram. Our tag is at Churchosity Pod. Drop us a message and give us your feedback because we would really love to hear from you. And if you happen to be listening to this episode, especially on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please remember to give us a rating. And if you feel like it, drop us a review as well. Your ratings and your reviews not only help popularize Churchosity Podcast, but also make us a heck of a lot easier for other people to find us. And also, don't forget to spread the word about the Churchosity Podcast by just simply telling a friend to tell a friend what we're doing here. Yeah, let them be a part of the conversation too. But always remember that the goal of our instruction is love. From a pure heart. And from a good conscience. And a sincere faith. So we thank all of you once again for listening, and we look forward to catching all of you next time on Churchosity Podcast. Peace.